Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I break down the Chiefs' big AFC championship game victory against the Buffalo Bills. The Chiefs are headed back to the Super Bowl. And Joe, you know, this game occurred 27 years and a day after you faced the Buffalo Bills in the AFC championship game. I know it's different when you're playing in the game than when you're watching, but any kind of redemption kind of that, that kind of feeling for you at all? Oh, Jeff, absolutely. Before I answer that question, let's go back 27 years before that game, Bills Chiefs AFL championship. So crazy, 20, it's like a 27-year cycle that the Bills and the Chiefs play in, in a conference championship. So I, I, I saw that uh, statistic slash little nugget out there right before, right before the game. But to answer your question, Jeff, yes, uh, a lot of redemption, I think, in this case. Fortunately, I think for Chiefs fans and for the Chiefs organization, um, the shoe was on the other foot. You know, I, I, I actually went back and watched that entire Chiefs-Bills game from 19, the 1993 season. Obviously, it was in 1994 calendar year because of, you know, the year switching over. But, you know, I went back and watched that game, and it just felt like the shoe was really on the other foot. Well, in the when did you watch that, Joe? Did you watch that, like, shortly before the AFC, this year's AFC championship game on yeah, Sunday? Yeah, I watched it in the week leading up. You know, wow. once, I, once I knew we were playing the Bills, and then after we had done our pod uh, previewing the game, um, I just wanted to see – I found out that it was out there on YouTube, and I figured I'd take a look and, and just uh-huh. see – what it was like and it just felt like it just felt like the total opposite game you know like uh, um, you know obviously the game was a little slower back then right it's just everything was a little bit different you know back in the 90s and into the 2000s the game's so different now it's so fast and these players are so big and strong and I was someone someone at work I was on a conference call and they asked me they said hey Joe are, are you gonna you know, are you going to, I heard the, the Chiefs line is banged up a little bit. I heard you might be leaving us and taking a leave of absence for the next two weeks. And maybe I said, look, I've got, you know, his name happened to be Mike. He's a colleague of mine. I said, look, Mike, I've got maybe a series left in me. I don't know if I got a whole game, but um, you know, and, and, and they were joking about it because, you know, everybody's, you know, eyes are on this game and it just, in watching that Bills game before and, and when we lost to them in 93, the 93 season, I just think, the Chiefs had everything going for them the way the Bills did. The, the defense was playing better for that Bills team. Their offense was a juggernaut, right? Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid. I mean, they just had all of the right tools. Hall of Famers everywhere, like offense, defense. Uh, every Cornelius Bennett, Bruce Smith, you know, Phil Hansen, Jeff Wright, who was a Missouri native. Uh, just, you know, up and down up and down that roster on, on Daryl Talley. I mean, Steve Tasker. It just – they were they were a stud team, and you know you don't go to four straight Super Bowls right. by not. And I think that that's why the parallels were so strong for this uh, for this team. So I was you know I was really excited to see the the avenge uh, of that loss and, um, and and to see another you know three straight AFC Championship games for the Chiefs, two straight Super Bowls, you know one offsides penalty away from being in three straight Super Bowls which is really crazy if you think about it seeing all the things out there Patrick Mahomes and you know Tom Brady like 
I think Patrick was six years old when Tom won his first Super Bowl. You know, it's um, it's just, it's going to be an exciting Super Bowl. But 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 about the Bills, Jeff. You know, I was you know I got to be honest. You and I were texting right during the game, and and I was a little worried at the beginning. But then I started thinking back to the playoff run of last year and getting behind on the Titans and getting behind in all the games they were in and getting behind in the Super Bowl against the Niners. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's just this team. And if you were to look at this game on paper and you were to, to Google the stats and you look and, you know, a zero, a goose egg in the first quarter for the Chiefs and then 21 in the second quarter, 10 in the third quarter, it's like that is the meat of their game. Is yeah, the second, second quarter. quarter. Like, especially last year, the second quarter is just they would explode, and uh, you're seeing that resurface a little bit here. Yeah, and I think in, in layperson's terms, you know, I guess you'd just say, does it take this offense time to warm up? You know, that's what it does. And it's just the statistics and, and if the graphics will probably show you that. If you were to graph all of their games and put it in down on paper – you know, they just, maybe it just takes this team a little bit of time to warm up. You know, teams, I think teams try to control the clock early on and Patrick doesn't get as many touches with the offense in the first quarter. Uh, you know, would you think? I mean, obviously the Chiefs deferred, right? So they wanted to have the ball at halftime, which is always a great choice. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can, you can take your halftime adjustments, you, you always want to defer. Belichick is big on that. He does that almost all the time. Uh, one of the rare times he didn't it was actually when uh, when in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs because I think he saw something. He saw some sort of hole. But like, yeah, always a good idea that you get a sense of how the game is going and the, yeah. the possessions later in the game are more valuable. Yeah. So you know, on paper, this team is a second and third quarter team. Part of the thing you know you always have to worry about with this team, and we only have to worry about it fortunately for one more game because uh, the season's coming to a close is, you know, is, is do they do enough to keep the gas pedal down mm-hmm. to, to keep teams out? And y- you and I were texting about that during the game. Like, are they doing enough to keep this Bills team from hanging around? And I think, you know, Josh Allen's inexperience showed a little bit. I think, um, you know, the big games that he hasn't really, you know, had a chance to play in yet. Look, he's going to be a great quarterback. I really, I really think so. I think he's got a great future, uh, you know, he, he put up some, some pretty decent numbers. Um, you know, it, it just, he just, it just wasn't enough. I, I got to really, Jeff, I got to think about the, the way that the defense played against the Bills. I, I, yeah, the offense was, of course, you know, my God, Damian Williams, again, 52 more yards, right? Uh, Hardman with the big 50-yard run to make up for, you know, the, the gaff that they had on the, on the, on the return. You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, obviously limited usage. Um, Patrick didn't really run a whole lot, right? That's kind of indicative of probably how his toe was feeling and maybe not wanting to get another dinger and, and getting hit hit again. But as you pointed out, though, he looked good kind of when he would roll out and elude pressure. Like, he looked – yeah, he didn't run for yardage. He really didn't need to, but I thought he looked very healthy, too. Definitely. That 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 plate they must have put in there for the turf toe, you know, I know they were showing that on the, on the broadcast, uh, you know, must have been working – but, you know, somebody always steps up for the Chiefs. And I think in this game, you know, obviously it was Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey again, uh, along with Patrick's arm and his ability to, to stay focused. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about the game, and I'm sure everybody's probably either seen it on social media or they saw the highlights, was Travis Kelsey and uh, Patrick Mahomes getting over to McCole Hardman after the fumble and just like, just without any 
just without any fanfare or, or, you know, making it about them. It was all about, you know, Mercole, let's go. It's, it's, we got to, we got to play this game. Forget about it. We've been here before. And obviously it gave Hardman the confidence to come back and have that great run and, you know, get back into the offense and, and, and make a few, you know, make a few catches uh, here and there. But, you know, this is a, that was a team win, but going back, I think you know. I know we're going to take a break here for a commercial, but I think the um, I think the defense was really, to me, in my opinion, they were the stars of this game. Totally agree, and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, that that defense. And yeah, that that was really cool. NFL Films mic'd it up with when you had Mahomes and and Kelsey and everybody coming up to Hardman on the sideline, and hey, he then had a fifty yard run. He had a touchdown. He definitely more than atoned for that mistake. Well, the Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you are looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. And right now, your Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point favorites on BetOnline. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Joe, I want to revisit a, a great point you made about the defense. Um, sure, Mahomes looked great. He looked very healthy. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, I'm running out of uh, adjectives to describe them. I mean, they, they were both fantastic. And, uh, you know, uh, Kelsey tied in, a, in just a half the – the all-time mark for tight ends in a playoff game in terms of receptions. And then Hill just takes a simple slant route, 71 yards. Uh, but I totally agree. The story of this game really was the defense. I thought this was the best the defense looked. The pass rush was outstanding. I actually think Josh Allen, he was off – uh, on a couple throws, but I actually thought Josh Allen played really well because he mm-hmm. was under a tremendous amount of pressure. Thornhill deflected four passes. Snead had another sack. And again, the pass rush was really good. Frank Clark has had been criticized a bit for not having quite the year that he's had in the past, but he had two sacks. Chris Jones was always in the face of uh, Josh Allen. And so, yeah, I, I think this is the defense's best game. I think this is the Chiefs maybe best game of the season, maybe against the Ravens, they played pretty well, but kind of all phases, the offense we talked about, the defense, as you pointed out, uh, was so good. So it might've been uh, their their best all around game. And another thing about the defense, this is a theory I have is why defense, uh, part of the reason it was so good and the pass rush was so good. Granted, there was limited seating. I think it was 22%. But it sounded loud uh, on TV, and Josh Allen, his quotes after the game, said it was loud and it affected their communications. I think the pass rush for really the first time this year had, as is usually the case, the benefit of an arrowhead crowd, and it helped helped them uh, get an edge against the Bills' offensive line. Yeah, and if not if not it actually being the the level of the sound or the decibels because there weren't eighty thousand people crammed into Arrowhead. Um, the, the, the sort of the difference between what Josh Allen and that offensive line has been dealing with all season and just the fact that maybe they weren't used to hearing any noise, right? right. And, and so it's almost like it, it made it worse by, you know, not worse, but like it, it, it sort of, um, it just sort of changed the way that the offense was thinking about it because now all of a sudden they did have noise. Even though it wasn't 80,000, 
but it definitely was like, you know, wow, like that was a big increase in anything we've heard all year. And then it just maybe got them out of their game. I totally agree. I think coach bags put together a fantastic flawless in my opinion, against an incredibly high-powered offense, right? I think back because I think this defense, and I think Coach Spaggs, and I think the the defense itself took that infographic that I saw and that plastered was plastered all over social media. I think they took that more personally than Patrick himself did in that one that had it had, and I forget the fourth one, but it had like quarterback comparison check to the Bills, uh, wide receiver comparison, check to Stephon Diggs. And then it had coach, it did, they did pick Andy, right? Because, you know, Sean McDermott's one of his protégés and comes from his coaching tree. So they gave, they gave the coaching check. And I can't remember the fourth one. It was almost irrelevant. But I think the Chiefs defense took that infographic more, more personally than, than Patrick did himself. Now, I think Patrick was zeroed in in this game. I think it was the most focused I've seen him in a game, I don't think he looked as light-hearted. I'll use that word, probably using it incorrectly, but he didn't seem as as light as he did. He seemed like he, he seemed was intense. Yeah, he seemed intense. It, there was an intensity and almost like he was carrying this team in this game. Number one, probably because of you know getting rid of any doubt that he was you know not through concussion protocol, any doubt that that toe was bothering him, and going back to the bulletin board board fodder of. Josh Allen better than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah, you know, guys, I know, I know he, you know, Josh, nothing, I'm not trying to take anything away from Josh Allen. You're right, Jeff. He played a great game. Patrick Mahomes has, has been to three AFC championship games as a starter in a row. He just won the Super Bowl. He's playing with an offensive line that's been shifting and shuffling. Running backs have been shifting and shuffling. You know, Come on, like really, like I, it's, I know there's that meme out there of you know Michael Michael Jordan with the whole I took that personally right from from that Last Dance, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, documentary they did. I think Patrick took it personally, but I th- I almost think the defense did too. Yeah, they, they played with to, an edge, so I I could see that. You know, they, another thing you mentioned in that infographic how it said the check to Diggs over the Chiefs receiver. And I get that Diggs is outstanding. He led the league in receptions and yards. Just phenomenal season. Another uh, sign of just how good that Chiefs defense was. They limited him to six catches. He had like 70-something yards, but they really came kind of late uh, when the game was well, uh, out of hand. You know, I think one of the, the, the things you can't compare when you have a Stephon Diggs versus a Tyreek Hill, let's also look at how the Chiefs spread the ball around. I think, mm. you know, for the most part, and, and look, I don't, I don't follow the Bills, you know, all year long. I don't know all the ins and outs. Uh, I knew enough going into this game to be dangerous. Um, but, you know, when you've got Travis Kelsey, who is, your, who is the all-time, you know, leading tight end receiving yards, and then, and then he set the records for the season, and you've got Hardman and Watkins, and you got – you got receivers coming out of the backfield, right? I mean, if Edwards Hilaire all season had stayed healthy, he'd probably have a ton of catches. And so you can't really compare to me. I think it was incorrect to compare Stefan Diggs to a Tyreek Hill, because I think Tyreek Hill is in an offense that is so much more well-rounded from, from, from a, who's spreading the ball, who's getting the ball from being it spread around enough that, that I think that, that infographic, you know, was a little bit misleading, mm-hmm. so to speak, because I think, 
if you were if Tyreek Hill were on the Bills or if Tyreek Hill were on pick a team that that where he would be literally not that he's not one of the focused receivers in this in this offense, but if he was like the guy, right, where he you didn't have a Kelsey and you didn't have a Hardman and a Watkins and a Edwards Alaire coming out of the backfield, you know, he he might he might have he might have twice as many yards as Stephon Diggs had this season. Who knows? So uh, totally, totally. It's, agree. it's a tough. It's, just, it's a tough comparison. Totally agree. That's a tough comparison. They're both uh, uh, great players for sure. Joe, something you, you know. I thought the line was about three points going into the game, and I thought that's what would be like. The Bills are a very good team. Thirteen mm-hmm. and three. They were super hot, which we had talked about. I think I overlooked something though. Um, and I, I even predicted – we predicted the Chiefs to win. I said if Mahomes wasn't – if his toe was bothering him, I, I thought the Bills were actually going to win if it – and it didn't. He looked very healthy. But that's how close the game uh, was going to be, uh, I thought. Again, I overlooked it, – it's incredibly tough to beat the Chiefs. They lost one game all year in which the starters really played. Um, but if – I think if you do beat the, the Chiefs or to really give them a, a tough game, you have to have two things. You have to have a really good running game, you know, because Chiefs occasionally have issues with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it keeps the Mahomes off the field, and you have to be able to pressure the quarterback. And looking at the Bills team, as good as they are, they don't have either of those. You know, their, their running game really was ineffective and wasn't effective for much of the year. And, and their defense has a good back end but really doesn't have good pressure. Um, so that that's anyhow that's so maybe when we were breaking this down, I kind of overlooked it that the Chiefs match up pretty well against this Bills team, and hey, they play their best game of the of the year, one of their best games, I think. Yeah, I think what we we both probably fell prey to this, Jeff. I think we thought that the Bills would be able to keep pace with the Chiefs, and I I just think that without the running attack piece, mm-hmm. it, it, it it's going to be totally. hard. It's going to be hard, um, you know. And I know we're going to do a lot of talking about the Bucks and, and that game coming up. We'll probably do that next week. But, you know, I, I think you're right. We overlooked that. I, I, I think we thought that the Bills would be able to keep pace with this team just on passing alone. And I, that defensive backfield for the Chiefs was having nothing of that. <laughs> they, they shut it down. I mean, they were amazing between, like you said, you nailed it, the pass rush and the coverage and how, you know, Tony Romo kept using that, you know, that term sticky during the broadcast, if you listened in, you know, on the CBS broadcast, and that's – they were sticky. They were all over those guys. So I, I give I give Coach Spaggs a huge hats off for the game plan he put together and for the execution of that defense. Totally. Uh, but with a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. And with big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs in a big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Try out the Snack Pack combo, featuring a small place with big flavor. Mini Beef Wellington Steak Burger Sliders, Mac and Cheese Melts, Shrimp Wrapped in Bacon. Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. And again, if I wasn't articulating well, 
I literally, I think I was salivating through that. <laughs> that yeah. Exactly. It's hard not to, Jeff. And, you know, speaking of salivating, I think where the Chiefs were salivating in this game and the Bills lost their appetite while we're keeping the food thing. <laughs> well, well played. Um, I, you know, I'd have to say it was in the red zone. I, I was disappointed in the Bills' ability to get the ball in the end zone. I mean, the touchdown, obviously, uh, you know, the quick touchdown after the McCall Hardman issue. But after that, you know, I, I just – you can't – you're not going to beat the Chiefs with field goals. It's just mm-hmm. not. And 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 I think that was – you know, the, the Bills' ability to run the ball in the red zone, punch it in. You know, Josh Allen – not saying he fell apart in the red zone, but he just seemed different in the red zone than, than like, we watch Patrick, of course, the way he is. He's, he's methodical. It's just something was wrong, and I knew – when, when even though it was nine to nothing, and, and when we went through the second quarter, and the Bills only came out with the three, and then once they only had the three in the third quarter, I didn't really fear them really coming back against this team. Um, I just think they, that whatever they were doing wrong or whatever the Chiefs were doing right in the red zone was really, to me, the difference in in the win. Besides the play of each side of the ball. If you had to take a, a subtle sort of, uh, you know, a subtle, I don't know what I'm looking for, but like a subtle aspect of the game, it would be the red zone, you know, that the, the struggles that the Bills had and, you know, who would have thought that that would be what was going to happen, but they just couldn't punch it in and that, oh that, killed, that killed them. I expect the Bucks to be, you know, this is kind of more Bruce Arians nature to be much more aggressive, take more risks. That, that's kind of what he <laughs> does for what should be a really good, Super Bowl, Joe. I, I wanted to ask you because no one is has more expertise on this than you. One of the sad parts uh, about about the Chiefs win losing Eric Fisher to a torn Achilles. Um, very sad. Andy Reid also said when he was talking this week, it doesn't sound optimistic for Mitchell Schwartz, who's been battling a, a back injury. Um, so how big, you know? And the Bucks have a good pass rush. Uh, how how big an issue is this for the Chiefs going forward, likely without their two starting tackles? Well, <clears throat> super sad for for Big Fish, right? I mean, that's just uh, to, to get all this far and then to get to play in back-to-back Super Bowls and actually be on the field. I'm, I'm sure – listen, he's just as part of this team as anybody. Just because he's not playing, he's contributed as much as anybody to – the team getting there and same goes for Mitchell Schwartz. I mean, they've built this team, you know, they built this team to run it back and, and all those players that won't actually be on the field on, you know, Super Bowl Sunday are going to be a part of this win, but it, there is something about playing in that game. Right. And, and that, that they're, they're going to feel like something's missing. Um, but, you know, wow, what a great job the chiefs have done with the people that they've brought in to provide depth. Right. And, you know, Wisniewski comes to mind, you know, Remmers comes to mind, the progr- the progression of Nick Allegretti and how well he's played this season. I mean, you don't hear, you know, every once in a while he makes, you know, those younger player mistakes, you'll hear a, a holding call or something. But for the most part, he is getting it done. Romo was pretty uh, effusive with his praise on uh... – on the other number 73. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, Nick is playing fantastic. You know, they, they've, they've built a lot of depth around this team and, and it's showing that, that, you know, they're not missing a beat when it comes to being able to run the ball and also be able to protect Patrick. Now I was joking again, I'm going to make another allusion to my friend from work when they were asking me about 
playing in the game since the Chiefs are down a couple tackles. <laughs> and I jokingly said, you know, look, I said, I would only help Patrick Mahomes because he's better when the pass rush is coming after him. Like, really, when you think about it, if you, if you really go back and watch, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from the Chiefs line. But, you know, when you are shuffling and you're moving guys around, you know, some of your pass protection is going to be off a little bit, right? Patrick is the great equalizer. And, and he, you know, short of a guy beating the lineman right off the ball, like, I mean, like instant, you know, instant swim move or whatever, and just blowing past the offensive lineman, which, you know, these guys are, are, are all very good. So that, that doesn't happen very often. It happens very rarely. But short of that, Patrick, man, he he's an offensive lineman's best friend. You know, he he just steps up in the little – I call them the pockets within the pocket. He's able to roll and use his feet and keep the defensive line off um, kilter a little bit as far as where he's going to be and where they're rushing him. So when, when, you, when you look at that and you go back and watch all these games, Patrick seems to do best when he's on the move – and when the protection is actually breaking down around him a little bit, because it gives him a little bit of extra time to step up. It gives the receivers a chance to improvise a little bit and it gives Pat, it gives Kelsey a chance to post up. And, and I think I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for Eric. I'm sad for Mitchell. Of course, I, I don't think, and I'm not trying to take anything away from them and the level of play that they bring. And I, I you know, I also don't want to say that, you know, the other guys aren't doing a great job, but I think, you know, Patrick's the equalizer and they have, a, they have depth on this team that, you know, they're, I don't think they're going to miss a beat. They're still running the ball. They're still, it's still a powerful group up front that when they really need to pound the ball and whether it's Damian or whether it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire or whether it's Le'Veon Bell or whomever, you know, look at McCole Harmon gets a 50-yard run on a reverse. So they're going to find a way to maximize the potential of this line. And I think um, – they've done a great job with the depth and, and it's just, I don't, it's, I'm being completely honest and objective, not just because I'm a lineman. I really, it's not a concern of mine. Go. Avec les nouvelles cartes de paiement All Visa, payez vos dépenses du quotidien, gagnez des points et offrez-vous vos prochains week-ends ou vos vacances dans l'une des 42 marques hôtelières du groupe Accor. Tout ça sans changer de banque. La carte de paiement All Visa est présentée par Accor SI matriculée à Lorias sous le numéro 20006709 en qualité de mandataire exclusif en opération de banque et en service de paiement de BNP Paribas. Toutes les informations sur allvisa.fr. Very interesting perspective, Joe, and, and, and this is great because this is going to be one of the main storylines. You know, hey, every every facet of this game is going to be broken down. We're going to break down uh, much of them even and more so on uh, next week's pod. But uh, this is going to be one of the main storylines, I think. The, the Chiefs offensive line and, you know, the, the Bucks have a good pass rush with Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, Sue coming up uh, from mm -hmm. the interior. Uh, Let's just hope they, be... don't watch, they don't watch the Saints game. <laughs> which I'm sure they will because I think the Saints had the best um, I think right. the Saints had the best rush against the them mush, we, we the, called yeah, the mush yeah. rush you know I think let's just hope they skip over that one and and don't see because I think that's that's really going to be the only way they're going to get to Patrick mm -hmm. is is if they keep him from they keep him contained and they don't allow those little pockets to create inside the pocket uh, and again, we'll break it down more next week. I, I do think that's in the, I, Joe, I'm so excited for this game. I mean, how, how could you not? The GOAT versus the kid, the first 
true home uh, team in a Super Bowl. So the, the Bucs have some – I mean, that that is an edge. Um, and, again, I, I think this pass rush, even though, as you said, Mahomes is so good, no matter who's blocking in front of him, like he does well with pressure. Um, so I do like the Chiefs in the, this game, but I think it's going to be a very close uh, good game. Your yeah. very early prediction for this, Joe. <sighs> Boy, I, I we'll think have time I, to reassess. So, you I know, know we've I know we've said this uh, other games and and we've been right and we've been wrong. I think it's going to be a shootout. I really do. I think I think it's two of the best quarterbacks in the game. You know, Tom Brady's tenth Super Bowl. He's got he's got all the pieces moving and working. Coach Arians has done a great job. You know, it's it, you know it's I think it's going to be an offensive battle back and forth. And I think you know I think it's going to go well over the over. I think this game's going to get into the 50, 60 point range, you know, and I'd be looking at like a 35 to 31 type Super Bowl um, where, you know, it's kind of the last team that has the ball drives, makes a play or, or the last team is driving and the defense comes up with a big stop. Like I think it's going to come down to the last drive. I really do. I think it's going to be that close. I think that both teams have enough talent, enough firepower to come back from anything. So even if somebody gets down by a couple scores, they're going to have enough, to go and their defenses are both playing well enough that they'll be able to make a stop here and there. So um, when they need to, so I, I really think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a 35 31 game. I think the chiefs are going to win. Um, I think they're playing so well right now. And I think there's a lot of these, a lot of the bucks players that haven't been here before. And this team is destined, I think to run it back. Um, and I think they're going to overcome Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl aura and and pull pull out the win. I mean, it's funny because I, not to end on a negative note, but it was it was someone had tweeted. <clears throat> so the reward for going, let's see now, the Chiefs are for this particular season. What are they, sixteen and two? I guess right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they're sixteen and two, and you know you add the record from last year, and so basically it was like, what what's the reward? The reward is getting to play a wild card team on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, how right? So, um, and how much Joe? You know, obviously there will be some fans, but limited and it will be people of uh, for both teams and also probably just independent fans uh and, and the chiefs you know they won in tampa that was actually tampa's last loss they they haven't mm-hmm. lost a game since then uh how, how big an advantage or is it an advantage to to have home field here for the bucks i think you know jeff just like any team that has to travel and get out of their element you know and not see their families uh, extended families things like that um you know, the NFL does a great job for the Super Bowl in setting up families with rooms, you know, and bringing significant others and kids and things down. Um, but it's I think it's a little different this year. The Chiefs are not leaving until uh, Friday, like two days before the game. So a little bit yeah, different. Which is huge because because of the whole COVID situation, right. you don't have those whole week-long festivities. I mean, I think most Super Bowls teams get there, I think, either someday the, the weekend or like that Monday right. before the Week game. Before, so. Yep. So they're going to, they're going to, I think they'll be treating it more like a business trip. Go back to the Marty Schottenheimer era and his thoughts on traveling to games. So maybe that helps the chiefs, I guess. And and you're not having all those distractions for the entire week. So maybe they treat it just like a a, a normal road game, but it is, you know, you still got to travel. You still got to get on the plane. You still got to pack. You still got to plan on it. You got to the itinerary has to meet everything and getting the buses there and getting to the hotels and doing all that stuff. So, I think it's going to be a good advantage for the Bucks. I, I really do. I mean, rather than than both of these teams playing in Dallas or in LA or something at Rose Bowl or something, I think it's just 
it's just going to, it's going to be a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a distraction for the chiefs and a little bit of an easier time for the bucks. So I think it, um, you know, it's good. They're going to know the field, right? They've been playing on that field all year. They know that they know the ins and outs of the turf and where the spots are and what they need to do. And, you know, they know where all their equipment is, you know, remember last year, the chiefs had that one you know, crazy <laughs> incident with the equipment. Like they just, it's just all those logistics that go into making it a distraction and, and that's going to be good for the buck. Yeah. Well, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes or available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.